go ahead and begin. We'll start off with a short prayer. Father, great I am, Jesus, may you guide us in all righteousness, Jesus. We glorify your name, Jesus. We give you praise and honor, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. You are the most high, Jesus. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth, Jesus. For everything is possible with you, Jesus. Everything is possible with you, Jesus. We do not try to do things by our own hands and our own will, Jesus. But we do things by your strength in your will, in your way, Jesus, inside of your Holy Spirit, Jesus. Anoint us, Jesus, today in fellowship, Jesus, as we continue to delve into your scriptures and read your scriptures and to hear your word and to listen to your word by your Holy Bible and by your Holy Spirit, Jesus. We pray to you, Jesus. And we ask you, Jesus, for guidance and understanding and wisdom, Jesus. I ask that you anoint me and that you anoint all of us, Jesus, as we fellowship, Jesus, as we share, Jesus, as we uplift, Jesus as you point us and direct us in wisdom by the strength and the power of your Holy Spirit, Jesus, we thank you and we say hallelujah, amen, in the holy name of Jesus. And so on the last sermon, we were talking about the wisdom of God and the wisdom of the kingdom. And this sermon is very interesting because we're going to be talking about um, God, Jesus gave me an interesting sermon. Um, it's called, How Much of Your House is Built on Stone? And I'm pretty sure um, that everybody is familiar with the, the parable. And um, we're going to actually read that parable um, in a little bit. And so, um, just to, to, to backtrack... Um, a little bit, we um, read a little bit about this, the wisdom of God. And so um, in Ephesians, Paul um, speaks about um, exactly what Jesus did. And um, we'll read it um, just briefly. It says here, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So he said he gave us the, that peace. There was one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, and what is it?
but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's the building. We, we, we talked about that, the building. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And so we, we, we see um, in fullness um, what he has commissioned us to build. And so when we talk about um, commissioning, um, we talk about um, companies and um, uh, masons that, that, uh, that practice um, stone masonry. Um, don't want to get that confused with any secret society, but masons who um, are stone people who are stone masons, people who are builders, are commissioned. I have a um, I have a business doing um, graphic design, and so I'm I'm commissioned or hired to um, create things, and so we have been hired and commissioned. And um, told by Jesus to keep building his kingdom. And so he, he gives us the material to do it. And of course, like we learned this week about the Holy Spirit from our pastor being a down payment. And so just to um, backtrack a little bit. Um, about a little bit about what we um, read last week and relating that to is our house built um, how much of your house is built on stone and so if we go back Jesus led me to Daniel 2 Daniel 2 we're talking about the stone we're talking about um, building um, we're building what are we building what are we building up? What are we standing on? Are we, are we, is our house built on that solid um, foundation? So we turn to um, Daniel. Daniel 2, Daniel 2, 27 through 44. Daniel 2, 27 through 44. <clears throat> Daniel 2, 27-44 says, Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret with the king have demanded cannot the wise men and the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what shall be in the latter days. Or the later days. 
Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts come into thy mind upon thy bed. What should come to pass hereafter or thereafter? And he that revealeth secrets maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom, that I have more than any living, but for their sakes, that shall make known the interpretation to the king, and that thou mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. Thou, O king, sawest and behold a great image, this great image whose brightness was excellent stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and, and part of clay. So it was a mixture. Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet, that were of iron and clay, and brake them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them, and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain, and filled the whole earth so that that stone was so mighty that it um that it destroyed all of those those um those pieces of that of the body of this um this statue and turned it into dust and this it became a mountain and, and it became a great mountain and filled the whole earth this is the dream and we will tell the interpretation thereof before the king thou o king art a king of kings for the god of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field, and the fowls of the heaven, hath he given into thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold, and after thee shall arise another kingdom, inferior to thee, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces, and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these, shall it break in pieces and bruise. Whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay, and as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. But it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. And so this is this is what we're looking at when we're looking at the stone, the stone. And so let's go to um, Matthew. Jesus led me to Matthew twenty-one, forty-two through forty-four. Matthew twenty-one, 
42 through 44, it says, Jesus saith unto them, Did ye never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Okay, this is the Lord's doing. We just read about the stone being cut out without human hands. And he's saying, this is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. So it said that that, that, that stone became a, a, a mountain that covered the whole earth. And said, and saying that stone with the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. And so what did we just read in Daniel? That that, that, um, that, that statue would be destroyed. It would smash that statue and the, and the pieces would be um, so small and minuscule that they, it, would, it would become dust and the wind would blow it away. Like chaff or, or like dust. And, and, and Jesus is saying here, And whoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. And so earlier I even mentioned like stone masons. And so when we, when we talk about stone masons, we're not talking about the um, secret society of Masons, but when it comes to the secret society of Masons, this is also um, another something else that he is talking about. Okay, the stone which the builders rejected; those were the the Masons. They rejected Jesus. They rejected this message, and Jesus is now become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. Therefore say I unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you, someone who was given to, that rejected it, taken from them, and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits of that kingdom. And whoever, whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Okay, and so, if we um, even go back, to um, Daniel, Daniel 4. Jesus led me to Daniel 4. <clears throat> In Daniel 4, it's Nebuchadnezzar, because of um, these things, the things that, um, that Daniel was able to, um, the things that Daniel, Daniel was able to do by the power of God, by um, revealing to him his dreams, Nebuchadnezzar had a complete change, a complete um, deliverance. He believed in other gods, but because of the faith of Daniel showing him the, the power of God um, through his um, God's spirit working through him, Nebuchadnezzar became a believer himself. And this was the king of Babylon. Okay. Nebuchadnezzar, the king unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, 
peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs, and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. And and this is this is what he's he's testifying to God. Testifying to the greatness of God. He's 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 sharing his testimony. And so when we go back to um to Matthew um Matthew seven, Jesus led me to Matthew seven. We go back to Matthew seven, twenty two through twenty nine and Matthew seven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and on the floods, and, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And so when he's talking about the house being founded on that rock, he's talking about the solid foundation of Jesus, the solid teachings of Jesus of, of, and, and of the kingdom. And so he's saying that the winds came and beat upon the house and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. It was founded on, on a solid foundation. And so... How much of your house is built on this stone, on that same stone? And everyone that heareth these saying of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and fell and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these things, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. And so those scribes had that sandy foundation. They was easily, it was, it was, it could be shaken. And so we talk about um the foundation being solid and the foundation being um being shaky, built on that on that sandy foundation. And so when the storms comes, it's just it just it just washed away. And so when we're talking about the storms, we're talking about, you know, um issues in our lives troubles in our lives we're, we're, we're talking about the cares of, of of the world you know we're talking about when people come up against us and accuse us of things and and revile us of things you know and so this is what we're talking about when things happen are we are we crumbling under the pressure or are we able to stand tall in um in the strength of of, of jesus and this is what he's saying he's saying who whosoever heareth these things of mine and do with them I will liken and hearing them and then doing them. Okay, so hearing it and doing it is two different things. You can hear it. Some people hear it and don't do it. So we have to hear it and do it. I will liken him unto a wise man. We just talked in the last sermon about wisdom. So he's saying that those who hear it and do it are likened. I will liken him unto a wise man. They have wisdom which built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And so we're going through a storm right now. You know, we've got 
storms, literal storms. We've got earthquakes. We've got tidal waves. We've got wars going on. We've got famines going on. The whole West is going through a, um, a drought. You know, um, COVID-19 and, and, you know, whatever else is going on with that. We are going through some storms. And we're, we, sh we should be standing on this solid foundation and able to stand and our, our foundation not falling because of this. And so, um, if we go to, um, Jesus led me up to uh, Luke 12, Luke 12, 27 through 37. Luke 12, 27 through 37. Consider, consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not, and yet I say unto you, that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is to today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek ye not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure, it's his good pleasure, to give you the kingdom. Sell that ye have, sell that what you have, and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. And ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord when he cometh shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet or sit down to eat and will come forth and serve them. And so we're saying, Jesus is saying that, that we're not to worry, you know, about the, um, the things, um, the everyday cares of, of, of life, the everyday cares of life. Because God knows what we need. He knows the, the things that we need. Okay. And so, um, if we go um, back just a little bit, Jesus led me to Matthew um, 7. This is, this is the foundation. This is part of the foundation not, of not worrying. So if we go back to Matthew 7, um, we can read a little bit more about um, that foundation. <clears throat> Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye mate, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considereth not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out 
the mote out of thy brother's eye. And so he's saying he's talking about being hypocritical. Jesus is talking about being a hypocrite. And so we can actually read a little bit about um, this um, in Acts. And then there's another one in First Samuel that talks a little bit about um, this. Um, now in Acts, in Acts 4, 11 through 37, it speaks about the formation of the of the New Testament church, the New Covenant church, um, and what they did that they that they loved one another. Jesus talks about loving one another, um, and sharing, and and caring, and um, <clears throat> the faith of the kingdom. All right, so it's Acts four eleven through thirty seven. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Okay, and so we keep talking about those, the builders. And, um, Again, we were talking before about um, the, uh, the Jews as well, too. The Jews who um, did not accept Jesus. They did not see um, Jesus coming. Even though they knew the scriptures, they didn't have, their heart wasn't open to the true meaning. And so he's also talking about the Jews as well, too. That um, they did not, they rejected, which has become the head of the corner again. So, um, again, we're asking this question, how much of your house is built on stone? What does that look like? Okay, now finishing after it says, um, Jesus has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, this is the Jews, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves. And this is after um, Peter um, healed um, the man who was, um, his, his legs his legs were, um, just didn't work. Um outside of the temple or inside of the temple um, but when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council they conferred among themselves saying what shall we do to these men this is the jews talking for that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in jerusalem and we cannot deny it but that it spread no further among the people let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name and they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. And so this is after that miracle, after the presence of the Holy Spirit was um, bestowed inside of all of, the, all of the apostles and disciples. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot speak, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. 
for all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above forty years old, on whom this miracle of healing was showed. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, is who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and, a, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ, for a, of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together, for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants, that with all boldness they may speak thy word, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And so they're, they're, they're saying that these Jews are, are coming against them. This is a storm. This is, this is exactly what Jesus was talking about. The winds will start blowing. The storm comes. The water comes. And so they're standing on their foundation. And what did they do? And they said, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit. And they spake the word of God with boldness, and the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them. Great grace. That's Jesus. Neither was there any among, any among them that lacked, for as many as, as were possessors of lands or houses sold them, and brought the prices of the things that were sold, and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Bartimus, Bar Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it, laid it at the apostles' feet. So they, they, they shared, um, and, and they sold what they had, and they shared it. They, they sold all that they had, just as Jesus told them to do, and they shared it um, amongst themselves to build up the ministry, to build up the kingdom, to build up the church, to build up the body. But then it says, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of it. He didn't, she didn't um, put it up to, to build it, to build with everyone else. He kept back part of it. His wife also being privy to it or knowing about it and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? And to keep back part of the price of the land. Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. So he died instantly. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. 
And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? To teach it, to tempt the spirit of the Lord. Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell she down straight away at his feet and yielded up the ghost, so she died too. And the young men came in and found her dead, and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And the rest, there's no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And the believers were more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women. And so, you know, they were building um, the, the, the kingdom. And it's not without issues, but they continued in, um, in faith and consistency and building and building the church and building the body and building the kingdom. And so, again, you know, Jesus says um, not to worry and to share and to love one another. And so, um, if we go um, to 1 Samuel, Jesus led me way back to 1 Samuel 25. And this is the story of David and Abigail. First um, Samuel twenty-five. Um, one through, well, no, four through fifteen. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. And there was a man in Maon whose possessions were in Carmel, and the man was very great. And he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was sharing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and of a beautiful countenance, but the man was churlish and evil in his doings. And he was of the house of Caleb. And David heard in the wilderness that Nabal did shear his sheep. And David sent out ten young men. And David said unto the young men, Get ye up to Carmel and go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus shall ye say to him that liveth in prosperity, Peace be both to thee, and peace be to thine house, and peace be unto all that thou hast. And now I have heard that thou hast shears. Now thy shepherds which were with us, we heard them not, neither was there aught missing unto them. All the while they were in Carmel. Ask thy young men, and they will show thee. Wherefore let the young men find favor in thine eyes. For we come in a good day. Give, I pray thee, whatsoever cometh to thine hand unto thy servants and to thy son David. And when David's young men came, they spake to Nabal according to all those words in the name of David, and ceased. And Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David, and who is the son of Jesse, 
There be many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. So he was mocking him, saying, who is David? There's many, there are many people who just walk away from their, their, their masters or their, their king. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my flesh that I have killed for my shears and give it unto men whom I know not whence they be? So he's saying, am I just going to take all of my resources and give it to somebody who I don't even know? So David's young men turned their way and went again and came and told him all those sayings. And so, um, and David said unto his men, Gird ye on every man his sword. And they girded on every man his sword. And David also girded on his sword. And there went up after David about four hundred men and four and two hundred abode by the stuff. But one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to salute our master, and he railed on them. Or he, you know, he he talked about David. He he um tried to him we wanted to embarrass David he wanted to to mock he mocked David so again when Jesus is talking about standing on that solid foundation following the laws following the commandments you know loving one another treating each other with kindness um even in this moment David was ready to um, they, he told everybody to strap on their swords and so uh, I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with the story but um this is during the time that um Samuel prophesied over David and said that David was going to be king. And so David um, married um, one of um, Saul's, which was the current king of Israel, um, Saul's um, daughters. And he could tell that he was, he was going to be king. He was going to replace him. And so he became jealous. He became jealous and um, sought to, to kill, to kill um, David. And so this is this is the time that that Saul was pursuing, pursuing David, um, uh, very. <laughs> um, you know, it was it was a it was a um, a, a fearful thing for him because um, you know, of course, Saul was the king of Israel, and so it was an aggressive thing. He had a, a huge army, and. Um, David was, was was building his army. He was building his influence. And so it says even here that he had 400 men and 200 um, stayed with um, their camp. And so, again, you know, um, this is the storm coming. You know, this is a storm coming. Um, that we talked about standing on that solid foundation. People um, saying things against us. This guy, Nabal, saying things against David, mocking David. And so that he's even reacting in, a, um, in an aggressive way, saying, everybody strap on their, their swords. Like, we're getting ready to go. And this guy is just, you know, saying anything. He, he, they, it, it even says here that, they, that he railed on them. And so if we go down to um, line 24, um, it says, or 23, And when Abigail saw David, she hasted and lighted off the ass, and fell before David on her face and bowed herself to the ground. Um, and fell at his feet and said, Upon me, my Lord, upon me let this iniquity be. And let thine handmaid, I pray thee, speak in thine audience and hear the words of thine handmaid. So she's saying, uh, let this be um, on me. Let it be on me. Let it be on me. Let not, my lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial, even Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. 
Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, thine handmaid, saw not the young men of my Lord whom thou didst send. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord hath withholden thee from coming to shed blood, and from avenging thyself with thine own hand, now let thine enemies and they that seek evil to my Lord be as Nabal. And now this blessing which thine handmaid hath brought unto my Lord, let it even be given unto the young men that follow my Lord. I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thine handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house, because my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord, and evil have not been found in thee all thy days. Yet a man is risen to pursue thee, and to seek thy soul, but the soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life with the Lord thy God and the souls of thine enemies. Them shall he sling out, as out of the middle of a sling, and it shall come to pass, when the Lord shall have done to my Lord according to all the good that he hath spoken concerning thee, and shall have appointed thee ruler over Israel. And so she could see that in David, that he was going to be ruler um, over Israel and helped him to not um, commit a sin, not, to not murder um, this, this, this man. And um, to not, you know, avenge, not take revenge and to keep his heart pure. And so if we go down a little bit um, further to 35, it says, So David received of her hand that which she had brought him and said unto her, Go up in peace to thine house. See, I have hearkened to thy voice and have accepted thy person. And Abigail came to Nabal, and behold, he held a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunken. Wherefore she told him nothing less or more until the morning light. But it came to pass in the morning, when the wine was gone out of Nabal, and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him, and he became as a stone. And it came to pass about ten days after that the Lord smote Nabal, that he died. And when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord that have pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and have kept his servant from evil. For the Lord hath returned the wickedness of Nabal upon his own head. And David sent and communed with Abigail to take her to him at, to wife. And when the servants of David were come to Abigail to Carmel, they spake unto her, saying, David sent us unto thee to take thee to him to wife. And she arose and bowed herself on her face to the earth and said, Behold, let thine handmaid be a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. And Abigail hasted and arose and rode upon an ass with five damsels of hers that went after her. And she went after the messengers of David and became his wife. David, David also took Ahinoam of Jezreel, and they were also both of them his wives. But Saul had given Michal his daughter, David's wife, to Falti, the son of Laish, which was of Galilee. And so this is an example of the, of the storm coming of, of, of um, something that, um, that happened that... Um, that that was um, an issue, a problem, um, that David was seeking help from somebody, and he just he just completely rejected um, David. This this guy Nabal just completely rejected David, and decided to um, to to mock him. And so the storm came, and so he was able to stand on that foundation. And he had a, even had a weak moment, but but Abigail um, 
was also um, a, a strong, had a strong, solid foundation in God, in Jesus. And so, um, if we go up to Ephesians, we can read about a little bit about what um, what this uh, again, what this looks like. Ephesians two. Go to Ephesians two. Jesus led me to Ephesians two. 18 through 22. For through him we have both access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Again, so is our, our house, is how much of our house is built on that stone, on that chief cornerstone? We're saying that Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So, so he's saying that Jesus built us together. To, for, for him to inhabit us. For the Holy Spirit to inhabit us. We have his, his spirit inside of us. And so we have only to obey that, that spirit. That, the Holy Spirit. And so if we go um, back a little bit to John 8. John 8. 28-36. Jesus led me to John 8, 28-36. It says here, it says, Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he said, He that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So he's talking about oh, this, this oh, of obeying it. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and, have, and we're never in bondage to any man. How saith thou, ye shall be made free? He's at, they're asking him. The Jews are asking him. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And so again, like, you know, we're talking about the, um, the servant. Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. We can think about that example of Nabal. You know, speaking sin without a, out of his mouth. And, and Jesus says it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles, but what comes out of the mouth. We have to watch the things that we say. He mocked um, David, and so he spoke um, um, death upon himself. He, he was the servant of sin. And so he, he was, he rolled right over and died. And so if we go to, um, Jesus led me to 1 Corinthians um, 3. 
and this speaks a little bit more on on this and what um, how we can um, know that 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 the, that the foundation within us is solid that um, how we, how do we know how much of our house is built on stone first Corinthians 3 9 through 23 first first Corinthians 3 9 through, through 23 is every is everybody um, still with me here we still are, are following along Yes. Okay. Okay. So 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 23, it says, For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Okay. Or workers. Right. Ye are God's building. So we're also the builders, but we also, he also have, he's built us. He's built us. Not only has he built us, our bodies, our souls, but he's also Building us up. Okay. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God. Which is given unto me. As a wise master builder. This is Paul talking. I have laid the foundation. And another buildeth thereon. Or another build um, thereon on it. But let every man take heed. How he buildeth. How he builds upon it, how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, these are all the materials that can be built upon. Every man's work shall be made manifest or made known. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. Talking about the day of the Lord. It shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And so he said that he would um, he would refine us in the fire. And so through that refinement, um, what is what he's, he's saying, what is going to stand through that refinement? Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. So if any man's work stays, which he has built um, on, he shall receive a reward if it's, if it's still there. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. And so that's like a um, like a conviction. It's um it's destroyed, it's burned up in the fire. And so you have to um be built, have to build be um build up again or to, or taught again. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. And so that's the Holy Spirit that he said that Paul is speaking on. The Holy Spirit. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are, or ye are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. 
Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come. All are yours, all are God's, and ye are Christ, and Christ is God. So all is him. All is Jesus. All in all. He's the, he's the most high. So we go back. Um, Jesus led me to, um, to Luke, Luke 11. Luke 11, uh, 14 through 26. Okay, 14 through 26. And he was casting out a devil. This is Jesus that, that, that Jesus is um, being spoken about. And, and, he, and he was casting out a devil, and it was dumb. And it came to pass when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake, and the people wondered. So the person was, the peop, the person was mute, and they spoke. He healed them. But some of them said he casted out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils, or the chief of the demons. And others, tempting him, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. So if we have confliction inside of ourselves that our foundation is going to fall, if Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub, and if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. The kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger man than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, whereon he trusted and divided his spoils. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth his sweat and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. And so he's talking about somebody coming in as a strong man and taking all of the um the treasure out of the out of the house and saying that someone um well that there's there's a strong man he's protecting his house and that the straw that if someone can come that a stronger man can come and overtake the this the first strong man and take all the armor out of his house all his armor. And so that's the foundation that we're, he's talking about. The solid foundation that, that, that no person, no, no entity, no thing should be able to strip us of our foundation. Strip us of, of the foundation. What's inside that foundation? What's inside that house? And the foundation is solid. That the house is solid. That it's built sturdy. So again, how much of your house is built on stone? If we go to, um, to Acts 8. Can read an example of, of this. Acts 8, 7 through 39. It's about Simon the sorcerer and, and what happened to him. Acts 8, 7 through 39. 
Okay, if we go to Acts 8, it says, um, Philip, this, this, this is about Philip. Philip spake in his hearing and seeing miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voices, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with, palsy, with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. And there was a great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon. Okay. There was a great man. There was a great man. Or a certain man, I would rather say. Um, there was a certain man called Simon. Which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria. Giving out that himself was some great one. To whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard, because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. So it wasn't by the power of God. But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women, that Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. And so this Simon his foundation wasn't solid. And so it was shaky. It was built on that sand. And so he immediately um, was baptized, but converted from his sorcery, his bewitching and his witchcraft, and he was baptized. He continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of Lord Jesus. Then laid their, they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. We let greed um, come into his mind, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent therefore of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness, and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon, and said, Pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. And so he recognized namely that his foundation, his foundation um, is shaky. And so, if we continue to, um, to read, it says here, and they, when they had testified and preached the word of God, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem, unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, or Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah, or Isaiah, 
when the spirit said unto Philip, Go near to join thyself to his, to his chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. And he said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? So he needed a, he needed um, a, his foundation needed to be strengthened. And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his um, shears, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or some other man? So he's asking that. He's asking a question. Um, then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. As they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, and both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. So it, it took him away. He disappeared. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. And so that that um, that eunuch's um, foundation was, was strengthened in that moment. And so um, finishing out these last two scriptures, um, Jesus led me to Romans, Romans eight. So we we had two two examples of a, of a shaky foundation, um, and um, a foundation that was being built and needed to be strengthened even more. So Romans 8, 12 through 27 says here, it says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. Okay? For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So putting away, dying to the deeds of the body, dying to the habits of the body, ye shall live. For as many as ye are as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. Wherefore we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That that we are the other are the children of God. And if children, then heirs then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Okay, and so we suffer with him. He's talking about the, the storms, the storms. And so if we're on that solid foundation, then we won't fall during those storms. We won't fall um, in, in those, those sufferings that we go through. Okay. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. 
For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. For the whole creation is, is every everything suffering, everyone suffering. Okay. And not only they, but ourselves also. Okay, so we, we're also, you know, suffering and, and waiting on, on God, waiting on Jesus. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that, we see for that thing, the things that we don't see. For the, if we hope for that, we see not. Then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. The, the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And so we talked about... Um, the gifts we talked about the um the tongues and so it's saying he's saying here this is exactly what paul is talking about when he's writing to the to the romans um to the church with the spirit itself making intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and so when we're um suffering this is um what um how we're praying through those sufferings by praying in the spirit by praying with those um those tongues so uh, finishing out in Deuteronomy 32, way back, Jesus led me all the way back to Deuteronomy 32. <clears throat> Three through four. It says here, because I will publish the name of the Lord, ascribe ye greatness unto our land. He is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. And if we go up to 13, it says here, it says, He made him ride on the high places of the earth, that he might eat the increase of the fields, and he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. So this is this is what we're 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 looking at. We're talking about um, in inheriting inheritance, and um, even the, um, some of the promises of God. And so this is um, what we're looking at. That 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 God is the He is His work is perfect. And so if we found our, our ourselves on that that rock, and build our house on that rock, we know that our house is built. On, a, on, a, on that solid stone, on that solid foundation, how much of our house is built on, on that foundation, on that stone. And, and, and it should be um, all of it. And of course, it's, it, these things are a work in progress. Everything is not going to be perfect all the time, but we have to continue to work and build towards that. Hallelujah. And so, um, does anybody have anything that they want to share about that? Any, any um, testimonies, any... Um, personal um, insights on any of that. Tommy, you got anything you want to share? Or Ashley? 
just wanted to say that what really stuck out to me was, you know, like, like the initial subject line of everything, like, you know, letting God be that rock <clears throat> and how oftentimes, you know, the thing, we don't allow him to be that rock <clears throat> in every aspect of our life. You know what I mean? Like, all throughout the scripture, it's showing, especially in Deuteronomy, the last one too, like how the, um, you know, the children of Israel, they did not do that, but their ancestors. So read a little bit further than um, that last one that you said, and like their um, ancestors, the beginning, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they kept him as that foundation, and they didn't know anything else, you know, and like, Basically, my reflection is that we all have to do that same thing. We all have to make sure that in every aspect of our life, Jesus is the center. Jesus comes first. And, you know, um, when you think about a storm blowing away, um, where do you run to during a storm? You run to your shelter. So if your shelter is like a physical thing, it can get blown away. It may not stand, but with Jesus, if your shelter to run to is Jesus and you understand who he is, you know, you could be protected from all things. And that's what I got out of today is choosing to run to Jesus and then knowing that we can run to him, setting up our go-to as Jesus being the rock. So... You know, everybody has a go-to for their problems. Everybody has a go-to for issues going on, circumstances. But letting Jesus be our go-to, whether it be prayer, you know, fasting, or just a relationship with him in general. That's what I got. Okay. Any got Anybody got anything else? Did you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear anybody. We heard you. We heard you. That that's yeah, you hit the nail right on the head, you know. Um Jesus is that that rock, you know, he's his work is perfect, you know. He he he's he's told us um countless times like this is this is who he is, you know, that he's our, our deliverer. And our shield like that we stand behind that rock nothing can um can topple us nothing can take us away from him anybody else got anything yes um we have yes we have to know like this is he will he will um, challenge us from time to time to see just how found, how how standard we are, how solid we are. Mm-hmm. He challenges us with different tasks, and and a lot of times, like I said, um, a lot of times when he does us these challenges, it's just like if we're if we're solid in Christ Jesus, we're not going to fall. But if we're slacking in any way, we'll see somewhat of a fall. And 
by building building our our foundation on a rock. That's building it on his standards where we won't fall if we build it on him. We're not going to fall. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's I got a um interesting um video I wanted to share with you guys. Um and it's talking about um Peter and Jesus testing Peter, just like what you said, Miss Rose, um, in this moment when he asks um Peter who he is. And so I want to share this um this this video with you if, if you guys not long, it's short. Um, so let me pull it up here.